welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 112, On Betrayal. If you've spent any amount of time reading the scriptures, which I'm assuming you have at least a little bit, you'll be quite familiar with the wide range of biblical characters that we're confronted with when we read the scriptures, right? There are people who are, by all accounts, heroic and upstanding and loyal and virtuous, really is the word I'm looking for. And then there are people who are despicable or antagonistic or villainous. And I want to say that there is no person in the scriptures who is as poorly viewed as Judas, right? No human person. You could make the argument for the devil. But as far as people go, Judas has to be the worst, right? Even in in popular culture, the idea of being a Judas, right? The, The term Judas is just repulsive to people, right? This idea of betraying not just anyone even, but the Son of God specifically, right? Betraying the one who came into the world to save the world, which of course we know required his crucifixion. But being the person to have essentially triggered that event and having caused that crucifixion is, is definitely not something that you want. But I remember reading a version of Dante's Inferno when I was in high school and it was the sort of graphic, well, not maybe not graphic version, but it, it had these illustrations in it. And I remember when you get to the, the lowest circle of hell, I think it was the seventh circle, Judas was there, right? Being punished with, I want to say the devil himself was there. It's been a very long time, high school, like I said. But this idea of just about the absolute worst thing any human being in the entirety of history has ever done was to betray the Son of God. And that's what I want to talk about today. Not necessarily Judas, although I'm sure I'll bring him up more than once today, but the idea of betrayal, right? This is is something I want to reflect on. And I suppose in some ways, there are two things that I want you to take away from today. The first one is why honor and loyalty are core values of the warrior king are virtues without which you cannot be the kind of man you are supposed to be let alone a christian man at all right even if you weren't the kind of man who's called to living the warrior king life let's say that's not you if you don't have loyalty and integrity you can't even be a christian man at all which is to say no man at all because as saint paisios says Manliness is giving yourself completely to Christ. So if you are not a Christian, you are not a man. And then the second takeaway is maybe some reflections on if you are yourself the victim of betrayal, how to cope with that, how to uh, get over it, how to move on. As I said in a field log, I think it was last week, how to let go. Talk about that a little bit. But first things first, what is betrayal, right? It seems obvious. Probably shouldn't even have to define it, but just so to make sure that we're all on the same page, betrayal isn't 
doing something to someone that that person doesn't like, right? It's if you have an open enemy and you're at war for some reason or another. Now we all know that war is a terrible reality of the fallen world we live in, but it's a reality nonetheless, right? That's something that we will all experience at some point or another in some form or another, right? It might not be physical war, but we're all living spiritual war every day, right? You war against your ego. You war against your passions. You war against the demons, right? The scriptures and the fathers tell us this. And as I'm saying the word scriptures and fathers, I'm remembering, quick disclaimer, as usual, I'm not a priest, I'm not a theologian. Uh, please check anything I say with your spiritual father if anything I say sounds weird or wrong or just in general, right? There's a disclaimer in the show notes, you can go read that. But uh, quick interjections and uh, covering myself aside. Sometimes you're at war with somebody, right? Let's say, let's take a metaphor, let's take an example. Let's say you are a soldier and you're at war with somebody, another army, I imagine. And let's say you're in a skirmish of some sort, you and 10 of your fellow soldiers, right? Your brothers in your army. And then let's say 10 men of the opposite army. If you sneak around back and you're able to eliminate the enemy without them seeing you, that's not betrayal. Right? You have no loyalty to the enemy. You are at war with the enemy and whatever the circumstances of the war are, you know, like I can't say it's just an example, but whatever the circumstances are, that's a valid strategy, right? Working with finesse and fighting with, let's say, covert methods is, is a legitimate way to fight. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that you should be underhanded, right? You could in some ways argue that if you were a soldier and then you went undercover and then you got in good with the enemy and then gave away the secret codes to the base or something, maybe that's betrayal, maybe it isn't. But that, that one's sort of a gray zone. I can't exactly even make up my mind about it as I'm thinking about it. But the point is that betrayal isn't something you do, the, do, do to the enemy. Betrayal is something you do to the friend, right? And obviously something you shouldn't do. But it's something that's done to a friend, a family member, one of your brothers, uh, maybe your employer, employees. It's someone that you have a positive relationship with, a relationship that has, let's say, implicit standards, right? It doesn't even have to be something that wasn't explicitly defined, right? If I make a new friend and we've been friends for a couple of months, I shouldn't have to explicitly say, hey, by the way, whenever I let you into my house, don't steal anything, right? That could in some ways be a betrayal. So that's the idea. And I think we already sort of, we're starting to get into why exactly betrayal is so, so disgusting, right? I've always felt that loyalty is one of the, not only one of the rarest qualities nowadays, but one of the most important qualities in a person. Right? I've always felt that loyalty, for example, let's say romantic relationships, right? Anytime I'm in a romantic relationship, eventually, you know, you get to the stage where you have a conversation about what is it that you're looking for, right? She'll ask you, what, do you, what is it you want? You ask her, what is it that she wants? And I always say, as far as character grows, there's really only three qualities that I'm looking for personally. And feel free to take this list if it rings true to you. Honesty, loyalty, respect. It's a very short list, but it's, in my opinion at least, a very profound list. Honesty, loyalty, respect. Don't lie to me. Don't betray me. And don't treat me in a way that I don't deserve to be treated, right? If I meet a woman and let's say I start liking her and 
we start being romantic. If I find out she's dishonest, and I don't mean small lies, right? Small lies don't bother me that much. Um, how much was that coffee? Oh, it was only a couple of bucks, three bucks, four bucks. Let's say it was $10. And she just doesn't want you to think that she's wasteful. You know, if I, I might find out and say, what, you know, why would you lie about that? But it's not a big deal, personally. Or, you know, maybe uh, you started growing out your hair and you ask her, how does my hair look? And she says, you know, I like it on you. It looks good. But she doesn't actually like it that much. And then you find out later that she didn't. I think that's okay. You know, it's, it's just trying to protect your feelings. And I'll, I'll skip uh, loyalty for a second, go to respect, right? As a man, we all know that our responsibilities in a relationship are of a particular nature, right? You have to provide, protect. You have to treat the woman you're in a relationship with well. And if you're doing those things and you are in a, let's say, a traditional relationship and you're in a position of authority, you are owed a certain level of respect. Now, people who deserve respect never have to ask for it more than once. If you have to ask for respect again and again and again, that person is disrespectful and you should probably withdraw from that situation. Now, the last one is loyalty. And this one in a relationship is quite obvious, right? The first thing that comes to mind is don't be romantically involved with other people if we're exclusive. That would be betrayal, right? Cheating, emotional cheating is a thing too. Or let's say you're married and then your wife cleans out your bank account and then just, you know, leaves you. Those kinds of things. Those qualities just make a relationship untenable. And in my personal experience, loyalty is hard to find in people, right? People often serve their own self-interests. And if they believe that something is good for them, they will find ways to justify. Now, of course, I'm not saying everybody's like this. I've just experienced that in my life, unfortunately. That's why, if you ask me, loyalty is so valuable. Because it's not a quality a lot of people have because loyalty is in some ways counter to fallen human nature. Right? Fallen human nature is sort of zero sum. Right? Everything that we do, we think that if I win, someone else has to lose. We can be very scarcity-minded. Right? Oftentimes, disloyalty, betrayal comes from wanting something someone else has or thinking that the only way to get what it is that you want is to take it from somebody else. Right? In some ways, we're approaching the idea of covetousness too, right? And this is in the, in the what is it, the Ten Commandments. You shouldn't covet the things that your neighbor has, right? Your neighbor's wife, his house, those sorts of things. Right? If you want something that a neighbor or a friend of yours has, and then you end up taking it against that person's will, you are a traitor. Right? Even if you think about politics, treason, the betrayal of your nation or your king, has always been the highest crime, right? It's not murder. It's not, you know, stealing something very valuable. It's maybe not even terrorism or other types of violent or disgusting crimes you might think of. As far as criminal code goes throughout history, treason is the worst thing you can do. Betrayal, which makes perfect sense if you think about it. Even theologically, we see this, right? With Judas, and here he is again is that his betrayal of the Lord, even though the Lord saw it coming and knew that it was meant to be this way, that it was foreseen by the Father, and of course himself, because Christ had perfect foreknowledge, it was still the most egregious thing any human being has ever done. At least it appears to me. And this is actually probably a good one to ask your priest. I don't know if uh, Adam and Eve eating from the forbidden fruit is worse than Judas's betrayal or what the situation is, or if it even matters, to be honest. But definitely top two, as it appears to me. 
Now, for me personally, I think these past couple of arguments, I was trying to be as objective as I can. But for me personally, I think loyalty has always been something that's incredibly valuable to me to the point where it's part of my family crest. My family crest has a motto, a Latin motto, dignitas, humilitas, fides, right? Dignity, humility, and fides means faith or fidelity. And fidelity is a fancy way of saying loyalty, which I think are the some of the embodying characteristics that a man ought to have. So long story short, I'm really beating this horse to death, but the point is that betrayal is a horrible, horrible thing to do. And if you ever have done it and you haven't repented of it, or if you're considering doing it, or if in the future you're confronted with a situation where you start to justify to yourself why you can betray XYZ person, don't. I don't think it should be necessary to say this, but I've unfortunately seen otherwise incredible, strong, honest, kind men commit some of the most egregious acts of betrayal that you could possibly imagine. But I've seen some, some things that uh, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. The awful, awful behavior. And it always hurts most from a person closest to you. Now, the second thing I want to spend some time on is what to do if you find yourself in a situation where you've been betrayed. Now, if you've been listening to the Phil Log for any length of time, you know that I usually like to start out Phil Logs with some sort of anecdote, something to get you warmed up, you know, something to set the tone, hook you a little bit, just to make it a bit more conversational. And when I pressed record today, there was a certain story that I was thinking about telling, uh, a story of how I unfortunately experienced betrayal and as we all have, you know, if you live long enough, this is, this, this is going to happen to you. But I decided against it, right? It, it felt too, just too, maybe a little too real. There's, there are certain things that you don't project out into the world. And I know that some people listening to the field log right now know me pretty well. And I don't want to ever give the impression that I'm airing other people's dirty laundry. All of that to say that I know what it's like. Right. And if you've lived for any period of time, you've probably experienced it too. You've probably experienced maybe betrayal on a smaller degree. You know, maybe somebody talked about you, someone who you thought was your friend talked about you in ways that are just absolutely awful. And it really hurts your feelings, right? You feel very betrayed. If someone who doesn't like you says things about you, right? This has happened to me before. And it's like, you know, you might get a little mad, but you get over it because the guy doesn't like you. You know, what are you going to do about that? But someone, someone you love, friend, significant other family, not just words, but really does something that really screws you over for personal gain. That is, that's one of the hardest things that you'll ever experience in your life. And God willing, if you haven't experienced that yet, it'll never happen to you. God willing. Because that pain of feeling the conflict of, I love this person and I'm angry at this person and I feel betrayed and stabbed in the back. It's, it's something very difficult to get over. The first thing I'll say before I get into some of the more practical advice is we have a whole field log on this. It's called Letting Go. came out recently. I mentioned that earlier today, I think. Go listen to that if you experience betrayal, right? If you, let's say, a couple of months in the future or something, you're scrolling through and you're listening to this episode because you experienced betrayal recently and you want to hear some thoughts on it, you know, to be able to digest the situation, go listen to the episode after this one called Letting Go. 
because I'm gonna I'm dive I dive into a lot of detail in that field log on at least for us a lot of details, 20 something minutes on some techniques on how to let go. That being said, I'll rehash some of those things here. First thing you have to do is you have to start working towards forgiving that person. And I know that is the absolute last thing you want to hear. Whenever you're in a situation where you've been betrayed or you feel betrayed, right? Sometimes we don't have all of the information. It can be hard to see things objectively, see things the way God sees them, but let's say you feel that way. Maybe even even is true. Let's say your view of the events is exactly how it happened. Let's say you have a completely accurate understanding. You have to try to forgive that person. I still remember when I experienced the biggest betrayal I ever experienced, it took me more than a year to forgive the parties involved. It took me a really long time. And even to this day, sometimes I think back to it, you know, right now I'm thinking back to it and I don't really feel anything, but sometimes there's certain times you think back and the pain returns a little bit and that's okay, right? Go to your priest about that. Find some spiritual counsel, go to some people you trust. Talk to your family, talk to your, your parents. You know, if you have older siblings, younger siblings, whatever, talk to some people about it, try to work through it. But remember that the Lord tells us to forgive. I can't stress this enough. If you hold on to it, and if you try to get revenge, first of all, the Lord says, vengeance is mine. It's not yours, it's his. But if you try to get revenge, if you hold on to it, it will eat you alive and the devil's laughing. Because on the one hand, certain person betrays you and that person is now falling into sin. So the devil's happy. But then if you don't let go and don't forgive, he's double happy. He's he's having a great time. Because you want two for the price of one. He only had to convince one person to act in a sinful way. And the other person was so impacted that he fell into, you know, hatred and unforgiveness. So you have to remember to forgive the people involved. Second thing to do whenever you feel, you know, very strong negative emotions in general, someone betrays you, start praying, right? If you're having a hard time on how to forgive, how to let go, I mentioned this in the other field log, start praying the Jesus prayer for that person. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on blank, a sinner, you know, whoever the person was. Was the example that we used last time was, I think, Mike is the name I used. So have mercy on Mike. You know, Mike does something to you and uh, you want to forgive. Mike betrays you. Pray for him. I know that's the last thing you want to hear. I get it. Trust me, I really do. I wish that I could, for illustration's sake, explain what the betrayal was that I've experienced. But like I said, can't do that. I don't want to air anyone's dirty laundry. But if you heard, you'd understand that I really do understand that pain. I really do get it. So start forgiving that person. Start praying for that person. Let the situation give you the resolve to never be that person, right? I have certain rules for life that I've set for myself and that I encourage other people to follow because of things that I've experienced, right? Let's say somebody betrays you. Let's say somebody, I don't know, steals your car, right? Your friend says, hey, can I borrow your car? I need to run to the store real quick. And then he hops in the car and like he never comes back. And I don't know. I know it's a ridiculous example, but the cops can't find him. Then my rule might be never drive someone else's car or something along those lines. I know it's a terrible example, but you, you see what I'm trying to get at, right? Is that if someone does something to you, if you get betrayed in a certain way, let that give you the resolve to never do whatever it is that person did and never do anything like that. Let's say, for example, 
you've been cheated on or something. Let's say you had a wife or a girlfriend and that person became romantically involved with somebody else. You should have a rule. Never cheat. Right? That, that should now become very repulsive to you. If you've experienced it, if you experience the pain, don't ever for a second think that you can do the same thing to someone else. I know some of this stuff seems obvious, but if you're listening back to this, after you've been betrayed, you know, your emotions are raw. I might have to point these things out, right? I'm recording this. Currently, I'm in a great mood, right? The sun's out. It's Friday. I'm recording this. I'm about to uh, hop in the car later and, and visit my girl. And so I'm in a good mood so I can talk about this rationally. You might, when you're, not, when you're listening to this, might not be in a good mood. So I want to point out some of the obvious things. Getting over betrayal is getting your mind right, getting your spirit right, forgiving that person, praying for that person, praying for yourself, right? Cut yourself some slack. It's okay to feel angry. It's just not okay to stay in that feeling, right? Whenever you feel these kinds of things, whenever you feel the passions boiling up in you, it just shows you that you have more spiritual work to do as we all do, right? There's no, there's nothing wrong with you that isn't wrong with other people when you feel this way, right? We're, we're all broken in this way. We all need that kind of help. We all need God's grace and mercy in that way. So remember that if something like that happens to you, the main goal is to forgive, is to move on, is to take all of this to prayer and is to learn from the situation. That's another thing. You know, your rule might become don't drive someone else's car lest you be tempted to take that person's car or let's say you've been cheated on, don't cheat on other people and don't even expose yourself to situations where you might cheat. But you might have a rule and don't lend your car to people. You might say, hey, listen, you know, this is just something I don't do. I don't even want to make it a possibility that things could go bad between us because I've just exposed myself. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't trust people, right? Trust is still very important. But if, let's say, the person who cheated on you had a history of cheating and you knew about this, maybe in the future, don't get romantically involved with people who cheat. That seems reasonable. Or if the person who stole your car has a criminal record and has, you know, been to prison for Grand Theft Auto, maybe don't lend your car to people who've stolen cars in the past, things like that. It's just the thing I really want you to take away here is twofold, right? Like I said, one, betrayal is really, really, really serious. It's not a joke. It's not something that we even consider. Virtue is the cornerstone of who you are as a man, right? The entire Christian life is centered around becoming holy, Holy is a fancy way of saying virtuous. And two, if you do experience betrayal, there are things you can do about that. Well, listen to the episode on letting go. You know, listen back for the last five, 10 minutes. There are things you can do about it. Move on, become stronger. Whatever happens, don't let these things make you bitter. Don't let these things make you a worse person. Don't let the devil win. Now we have a field log on that. It's called The Devil is Powerless. But listen to that. He only wins if you let him. That's just about everything that I have to say today. If you have been, you know, the victim of betrayal, then you know, I hope that God gives you the strength to work through it. And if you have unfortunately been the kind of person who's committed a betrayal, make things right. You know, if you haven't already. Whatever it takes, confess it to your priest. But these are the kinds of things that, that people do to hurt each other the world is hard enough as it is. Don't make things worse. If you remember those things, if you approach people who betray you with an attitude of forgiveness, if you pray for them, if you pray for yourself, 
if you always try to be the best person you can be and fight the temptations the devil's laying on you, whenever you experience betrayal or are tempted with situations where you might, for an instant, consider betraying someone else, I'm completely confident that you will make the right choice. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>